Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. This is a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live. I'm your host, Rams Mabote. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances dropped? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabot. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. Famous veteran news reader, not all of Hrudbom, used to say Alichoni Lingenandaba. Loosely translated, she meant that the day never ends without news. In essence, though, it meant the day never ends without drama. And so it was on Monday when drama visited our shores again, as it does almost every day. Hey guys, Dr. Mathia. Firstly, to all the colleagues that have been calling me this morning to check if I'm okay. I'm okay, guys. It's my birthday, and you guys are not even call, like, calling to say happy birthday. You guys are literally just calling me because of what's going on on Twitter. So I don't have Twitter, so it was brought to my attention by my friends um, last night that I was trending on Twitter. So I had to now go download it, create a profile to see why I was trending. And honestly, when I saw the reason I was trending, I rolled my eyes, and then I just continued with what I was doing. And the reason for that reaction is because it's not the first time. It's really not the first time. I have been down this road before. I have made videos. I have shown receipts. Like, I have been addressing this matter. And honestly speaking, it's getting to a point where it's exhausting because it seems like it's just falling on deaf ears. Um, I have also trended on Twitter with regards to my status, where people were saying that I'm lying about my status. I'm just using... Um, it to get views and all of that and that they want medical results. I even had to do an HIV test on camera to prove to people that, you know, to prove it. And honestly speaking, I was young and I was like, oh my word, let me do as people say. But clearly as I started growing, I just realized that People will honestly just be negative for the sake of being negative. And despite them being video where I am addressing this matter, people are ignoring it because right now they're just having fun with the negativity, itkumnandi, and all of that. My employer is a way that my name on social media is different to my legal name. And I am in compliance with the social media guideline of the Health Profession Council of South Africa. So... As long as my employer, as long as I'm in compliance with the necessary authorities, so be it. I am not going to be complying to Black Twitter. Not even. So thank you guys so much. Um, to people that are asking for how I'm doing, I'm doing perfectly fine. Umnande. And then some people are like, yeah, he's, even the car is like, mm, yes, I am. So thank you guys so much. 
This is the voice of a young man who on Monday was exposed for practicing as a fake medical doctor. Going by the name Dr. Lani, the 24-year-old was apparently in the books of Helen Joseph Hospital, a government facility in Johannesburg. I cannot clearly tell what his specialty was or in what department the hospital appointed him. There is, however, a fleeting mention of HIV and AIDS. I also cannot make out what exactly he did or was responsible for in that area. But for that, he gained social media fame, gaining reportedly more than 250,000 followers on TikTok. With all that going on under our noses, is there any wonder why so many years later of Virodin, Beetroot, and Sarafina too, that we still do not seem to be winning the war against a virus that most of the world has arrested and reduced to pedestrian. I cannot help but wonder what type of help he offered his HIV patients. Maybe take selfies with them and post on TikTok? But wondering is all I'm left with. Because at the time of recording this episode, our man was no longer on social media, in the wards, or even on any home affairs records. When he was outed, and it was revealed that his name was fake, our good fake doctor quickly came out to set the record not so straight. To make this video, and the HPCSA also said that I should make this video to clarify to you guys. Lani is not my legal surname. That is my social media handles. It's not my legal surname. I don't use the, le- my, the Lani surname in my IDs. Zingelwa is my legal surname. So don't go to the HPCSA database and put in Lani's surname, which I've also said it before, it's not my surname. And when you don't find results, you get excited. Because now what happens is that you'll get excited because you'll want to take me down. You report it to the HPCSA. The HPCSA calls me. They confirm my things. Then, so... But just imagine it. Here in Africa's world-class city, a 24-year-old about whom now there is even doubt that he has a metric, gets appointed in a top state hospital and is given a job to take care of patients of one of the deadliest viruses of our time. I can imagine him dispensing painkillers for loss of hair, bandage and band aid for poor eyesight, a hearing aid or two for diarrhea, and maybe disinfectants for chronic fatigue. When the story went viral and our man was digging in his heels, hopefully not digging more graves for unsuspecting patients, Vets University and the Health Professionals Council of South Africa came out to confirm what was already obvious. The man did not study at the world-famous university and he was not on the records of the HPCSA. The Houghton Department of Health, unsurprisingly, was the last to get off the blocks issuing a statement that did not come anywhere close to taking responsibility for exposing its most vulnerable people to a social media con artist who has now gone under. 
is there a spin doctor in the house? Far from this being an anomaly, South Africa is abound with many stories of fake doctors. And it dates back many years. The term doctor is the most sought after status after the verified blue tick on X. When apartheid stooges of the former homelands agreed to balkanize our country into ethnic Bantustans, the first thing they did was to confer honorary doctorates on themselves. In quick succession, the titles came down like rain. In a little corner just 300 kilometers outside Johannesburg, Lucas Mangope in his Buputazwana became doctor. Although it is his more befitting moniker of Tautona that gained infamous acclaim ahead of his self-conferred degree. Over there in the Eastern Cape, on both sides of the River Kai, Chief George Matanzima in the Transkai and Chief Lennox Sebe in the Siskai were not to be left behind. The lawyer and school principal respectively assumed the title doctor. You would wonder why a lawyer would think they are less than adequate. Sebe took it a step further. He even published a book called Dr. L. L. Sebe, which he curiously called a biography, even though it was a collection of his badly delivered speeches. In Zululand, where he was also Chancellor of the University of Zululand, Mangosutu Butelezi also conferred one on himself. And for years, he would insist, almost fatally, to be addressed with this fake title. It was years later when South Africa had dressed the traditional title in borrowed robes that Butelezi would accept the new title of Ingos. You can't have people speak at the same time. I only know this as a Zulu when I joined the regiments. Says, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. There was even Dr. T.K. Mopedi in the insignificant Kwakwa, Dr. Hudson Tsanuisi in the forgettable Gazangulu, and Dr. Cedric Patudi in the ridiculous Leboa. Ironically, Nsanusi and Patudi were also well-read, but they had FOMO and wanted to be like their unlikable puppet friends and carry the fake title of doctor. Funny that the most ridiculed of the homeland leaders, Chief Patrick Mpepu of Venda, never hovered for that title. He truly put to question the lie once peddled about him that he once said, if Mangope did it, why can't I did it? And so, not conferring a doctorate on himself was like stabbing his maids in the back. But that's just part of the story. The time is the 1980s. South Africa is in the throes of a resistance struggle led mainly by students and intellectuals with the oldies either in prison or exile. Yet, in this age of intellectualism, a random man walks into the administrative corridors of the University of the North, then popularly known as Teflop, and declares himself Dr. Geoffrey Chaucer, a professor in the English language. 
He was immediately hired to teach university students. You mean to tell me there was no one in the entire university community who could say, wait, that name sounds familiar? In their defense, although he was apparently famous for his verse and prose, the famous English poet, the original Geoffrey Chaucer, that is, had died in 1400. No one in the 1980s could be bothered about his house of fame when Nelson Mandela was languishing in jail. As South Africa was going through the transition to freedom, as exiles and political prisoners were reintegrated back into society, we were exposed to some of the intellectuals of the liberation movement who left decades earlier. One of them was a Dr. Paolo Jordan, erudite, smart, unkempt, and argumentative, yet lovable. Except, after years of warming himself into our hearts, we one day rudely woke up to the news that the title was Doctored. Have you ever? It is a growing perception that we are presiding over a regime of growing corruption and skimming from the top. And I say that that perception will not be eliminated except by resolute and tough action against the corrupt in our ranks. Chris refused to be silenced. Talk about the kettle calling the pot black. The period since our freedom in 1994 has seen the most acceleration and proliferation of honorary doctorates. They literally fell off the tree like corrupt politicians fall off newspaper headlines. Every corner you turned, there was someone being comforted with a doctorate. Even charismatic churches started issuing them. It was a free-for-all. Musicians, soapy actors, producers, and politicians. Nelson Mandela got a few himself, and yet he never called himself Dr. Mandela. In no time, we heard among us Dr. Rebecca Malope, Dr. Jacob Zuma, and before we could say yes, yes there was Dr. Ace Mahashul. An atomic bomb of Nagasaki proportions had befallen us. And in the lead of issuing these was the University of Zululand. Clearly, the university reckoned this was the only area it could compete with other institutions. And damn, they did not only compete. They took the lead by miles. If you have more than 20 people who know you, and you don't have an honorary degree from Ongoy, you must consider yourself unlucky. I do. But this modern civilization got out of hand when football bosses started receiving their own honorary doctorates. Today, everyone in the Premier Soccer League and the South African Football Association is a doctor. My colleagues that cover football tell me that one of the most dangerous things you can ever do in one's career is not to refer to these football old men as doctor. Not only do they insist on the title, they actually frown upon anyone who doesn't call them by it. Yet, in a funny way, we then have in our midst real doctors who have put to shame onto the title and the profession. Apartheid had its own doctor death 
in cardiologist Dr. Walter Basson, whose claim to fame was creating chemicals to eliminate struggle activists. And lately, we have just been blessed with our very own aesthetic specialist, Dr. Nandi Pamakudumana, who took her talent to putting cosmetics on prisoners and faking their deaths so as to help them escape from prison. So, my dear friends, join me now as I recognize the only doctor in our midst who, although never qualified as one, nor was an honorary one conferred on him, was fondly referred to by his title and wore it like a badge of honor. Thanks for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments to me via email on rams at ramsmabote.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast and please share your stories about the not-so-real doctors in our midst. Download the My Sowetin app and listen to more of my podcasts. Follow us on X at Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Dr. Rams Mavote, Goodbye and God bless.